1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
2: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Okay, let's uh, kick things off tonight with a look back at the Big Blue. The 59th edition did not disappoint at the rebuilt Allianz Stadium, a game that ebbed and flowed before Melbourne Victory finally came away with a 3-2 win in the first game at the new venue in four years. One of the victory goal scorers was, of course, Nick D'Agostino, who uh, joined us on the line.
1: Evening, Nick. Evening. How are you guys?
2: We're great. Good 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 to have you on the show. Um, That was, well, from my vantage point at least, a rather typical big blue. How was it from the playing side of things?
1: Uh, It was uh, quite different from last year. I'll put put it that way. Um, I think Sydney have have done very well in, obviously... uh, sort of having a little rebuild after last year, the last couple of years I think. Um and they brought in some new top recruits. Um I think that Lolly especially played played very well on the on the wing especially and with that Mac as well. So it was very tough to try and stop and to to try and counter what they were doing. But um I think we went in with a good game plan and yeah it was very physical. Um obviously the conditions weren't great but you know sometimes it's football and you have to deal with it and um not make any excuses and I think we did that pretty well in the end.
0: Yeah, I thought you did that very well, mate. I was sitting next to Simon and, um, I mean, from my point of view, obviously a little bit frustrating. The boys couldn't get away with a win, but you guys seem to just have, have built on. It wasn't a great game uh, from the team, but, mate, you still to still come away with a win, score three goals, your goal in particular, I mean, the header, an incredible finish, and, and your finishing in general has, has improved a lot, particularly in the last two years. Is that down to just more experience and maturity in your game, Um, you know, that's brought on that composure in those moments, or is it something in particular with the help of Popper that you've been working on?
1: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, Obviously I've, i watch a lot of football as well. So I'm watching a lot of top players um, all around the world and especially how they move in and around the box and just get into goal scoring positions. So I'm always constantly wanting to improve and, and um, make myself better um, and be the best I can be. So, Yeah, like I said, it's just, um, I think it's, obviously, I do a lot of one-on-one stuff at training as well. Obviously, has helped me a lot. Um, Arnie as well um, with the national team setups. And I think, obviously, our assistant coach, Fabrizio, um, as well as he was a top striker back in Serie A in the day as well. So he's done a lot of work with me uh, individually as well. Um, Not so much on even just finishing, more so my hold-up play. Um, I think that was lacking a little bit. Um, Mm. Obviously, my upper body strength as well. when I was still young and sort of coming up, um, I sort of had to build that a little bit. Uh, so just qu- kind of my all-round game, I sort of I knew I had to improve. Um, obviously, I wasn't playing at the level that I knew I, was, I, was, I could play at um, in previous years and at previous clubs. So obviously, when you get signed at a club like uh, Melbourne Victory, you know you have to up your game. And obviously, I, I've done everything that I possibly can to to try and get to this position. And now I'm just um, obviously pushing to hopefully uh, get back in that World Cup setup.
2: Nick, I'm fascinated to hear that you, you you study other strikers. I'm sure a lot of footballers must do that around the world. Uh, who do you watch in particular? And which, which bits of their game do you try and incorporate into your... Because every, every striker is different, of course, but uh, which players do you like in particular?
1: Obviously, the obvious one is obviously Cristiano Ronaldo, his movement. Mm. Um, obviously, that he's gotten on with age, just his, um, just his little tiny uh, movements inside the box just to get into those positions to... To, to put himself into score. Um, obviously, when he was younger, he was a lot more um, dynamic and and quick and running with the ball and sort of that stuff. And that's not really my game, you know. It's kind of in and around, sort of poaching in the in the penalty area. Um, so him, I watch obviously a lot. I'm obviously a main of them as well. So. That
0: oh, that's kind of unfortunate. Moment, that's um... <laughs> unfortunate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, obviously, at the moment. I watch Erling Harland as well because he's uh, obviously big and powerful and quick and. Obviously, I kind of I think of myself in that same sort of way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm strong and, and quick as well. So, obviously, I just like to watch a lot of players that kind of obviously play similar to my sort of style um, that I can kind of learn and get, get a few tips off and just, yeah, just t- mainly watching their movement just in and around the boxes to try and free myself up to obviously get that tiny little bit of time that you can um, away from a defender just to get that shot off.
2: I've likened you to Andy Carroll, Nick, but that might be the hair
1: a few of the boys in the team have been calling me that lately
2: (laughs) that's my fault apologies (laughs) go on broski
0: just going back to the team i mean you guys uh, i read an interesting stat um, before the game that um you know neither side neither sydney nor victory when going behind last year had come back to win a game so you guys went down one nil sydney back at the new stadium with a lot of momentum behind that there was a lot of resilience behind the the team to fall behind and still find a way back to win. End up winning the game. I mean, is that the evolution of this team? Is it something more to give you is that little bit extra to uh, you know potentially go on and, and, and go better than last year?
1: Yeah, of course. You know, we're always wanting to improve. Um, I think that was yeah, that was a massive thing last year that we couldn't we couldn't really overcome. Um, especially when we'd uh, we'd we'd score a goal in a game and five minutes later we'd we'd concede and that equalize or something like that. So we just we obviously needed to build that mental resilience and uh, i think Poppers just instilled that in us all through uh the 14 weeks of pre-season you know it's just um it was a long time we had a lot of a lot of time to work together um and yeah it was, that was the main point um obviously him him uh going off at us at half time um kind of helped as well um he wasn't too happy with our first half performance so um yeah i just think uh we know we have the quality um it's just about that that mental aspect of the game that we really we really have to keep improving on and I think yeah that uh, on the weekend was a was a big first positive step towards that.
2: Uh, Tony Popovich told me Nick in an interview that I did with him uh, only last week that uh, leading the line for a club the size of Melbourne Victory requires a certain level of maturity and responsibility and that he, f- he feels that You know, you've embraced that uh, along with Jake Brimmer and and Ben Falami. You're probably, you know, both similar ages. You're you're all around the same age. You're all breaking through on the fringes of the Socceroos at the same time. Do you feel that you're equipped to deal with that now at this stage of your career? Because you were a bit in and out, weren't you, at Perth and then at Brisbane?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, You know, I think that was previous clubs. It was my own sort of immaturity, maybe maybe off the field as much. I wasn't really looking after myself off the field as much as I possibly could have. Um, and I think it really, obviously working with Popper, coming back to Popper again at Victoria and uh, obviously the size of Melbourne Victory, I knew, like I said earlier, I had to sort of up my game and, and just be the best that I could be. Um, and that was the main thing for me. Um, and now I'm just looking after myself on and off the field as much as I possibly can, because obviously your body is your tool and I want to make want to make the most of my career. Um, you know it's not a long career. So obviously you have to you have to work. It's not just um on the pitch but off the pitch is just as important. So that's the main sort of thing and I definitely think I've matured over the years as well. Um that's probably the main thing. Um yeah and it's just always wanting to improve and uh just just uh yeah, like I said, be the be the best I can be and, and lead that club obviously with with pride and, and honor in myself and my family. Um I'm not just doing it for me. There's a lot of people that have put in the hard work to get me to where I am. So um, yeah, it's just a, it's a big responsibility, but you know I'm uh, I'm embracing it and um, I'm loving the challenge.
0: Mate, looking uh, forward to this weekend. So you're taking on the Wanderers uh, back in Melbourne, what should be a, a huge crowd. Did you watch their game? What did you make of their uh, their their match against your old club, Perth? Yeah, I did
1: watch the game. Um, I watched, like I said, I love watching football, so I watch as much as I possibly can. But um, uh, yeah, I was just I was studying. Obviously, I watched a lot of defenders and I was studying how they play and how they move. Um, obviously, they got uh, the new Marcelo at the back as well. And um, Gab Claire I played with Gab in there. Obviously, the Ollie Roo set up. So I'm quite familiar with um, with him um, and how they play. Um, obviously, I've watched Marcelo when he was overseas as well. So we'll get our videos from our uh, technical analyst as well on how they move and how they play. Um, so I'll try and exploit the weaknesses they do have. Um, obviously to get myself in those positions to score goals. But I think they've done very well in obviously their their um, foreign recruitment as well. So that cripple up front is um is is quite uh, quite annoying for back lines at the moment. So um yeah, it's obviously gonna be a tough one. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, we'll set up how we're gonna set up and play the football that we want to play. So obviously um they're gonna to have to come and, and uh, match us in our against uh, obviously in front of our home crowd as well. So we're looking forward to that
2: uh just one final one before we let you go Nick of course there's this little thing called the world cup coming up in november you've had a little taste of international football um how confident are you that you can perhaps get a seat on the plane to qatar
1: yeah well uh that's obviously um my one of my main goals i want to i haven't I want to get back into that squad i didn't make the last camp and um I really really uh did it didn't make me sad it made me more obviously um looking forward and eager to obviously start the season and start well and score goals and that's an as a number nine that's my job so I have to keep uh performing on the pitch and, and putting the ball in the back of the net and uh just do as much as I possibly can to to get on that plane and to get that seat so yeah obviously like I said I'm working as hard as I possibly can and Arnie knows the way I play and how how, how I can uh, impact the team and it's, it's, it's uh, up to me in the end to obviously make up his mind for him. So uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to the responsibility and the challenge of uh, leading the line and yeah, hopefully I can bang in a couple more this weekend.
2: Well, Nick, you certainly made a good start to the season. That was a terrific goal you scored against Sydney at mm-hmm. the weekend. Wish you all the very best of luck against... Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? Uh, this Saturday and in your quest uh, to make that Socceroos squad. Thanks for talking to us tonight on the Global Game. Thanks, mate.
1: Thanks for having me,
2: guys. I appreciate it. Cheers. That's Nick D'Agostino, Melbourne Victory and Socceroos Striker.
0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.